0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. All right, back at it here on The Fan. It's Jonathan Peter with you guys. We go out to the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline to talk some Buckeyes, and we'll sprinkle in a little Browns because you guys know I'm doing the, the pre- and the post-game stuff here for the Browns. Tyvis Powell joins us here on 92.3 The Fan. Hello, Tyvis. How are
1: you? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. My Buckeyes won yesterday. So it was a good night. I could wake up with a smile on my face.
0: I'm glad you woke up with a smile on your face because I feel like a lot of Buckeye fans like actually didn't wake up with a smile on their face. They're acting as if they <laughs> lost that game last night.
1: <laughs> Listen, this is what I'll say to that. You know, it's always better to learn from a win than lo- learn from a loss. So as long as they got the win, the dream is still alive.
0: Yeah, you know, I was thinking about it that way too. Like It's not Oregon. Last year, you know, like you you got the W in the column. It's not going to come back to bite you. Uh, But was there anything you saw, especially from the offensive side of things, you know, Jackson Smith and Jigba goes down, so you don't get as much with him. Uh, But is there anything you can take away where it's like, you know, maybe they need to be better here, here, and here?
1: Yeah, I would think it would be the offensive line. I mean, I thought that, Notre Dame, for some odd reason, people kind of discredit them, myself included. I'm guilty of doing it as well. Notre Dame came in there and played with a lot of passion. Their defensive line got after our offensive line, I thought. Um, I think we struggled to open up lanes for our running backs up until about the fourth quarter when Mayan Williams just turned it on and turned it to a dog and started running people over. But I thought they did a great job of getting pressure on CJ as well. I think he was running for his life a couple of times. So, I would think that that was a little alarming um, as far as, as also on the offensive side of the ball. I think that we missed Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave a lot. I mean, JSN was supposed to be there, but he got hurt. And you can tell that you know we're not used to uh, – we're used to being able to call these plays and have these wide receivers just go get it. And they look like they struggled a tad bit in their one-on-one coverages. So, I think we Ryan Day's got to come up with a new little plan to <laughs> have to start relying on this run game, a tad bit more than, than going to the pass as to where previously he used the pass to open up the run. Yeah,
0: you know, the the long drive they had, though, uh, where they ended up just going down the entire field and they did it mainly using the ground game, I thought that was – like, like Buckeye fans seemed like that was the most impressive thing in the world, which it was because we didn't really see that last year a lot, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but in the same breath, it's like, wait a second. Everyone just kind of assumed that you would copy and paste the offense last year in the passing game and move it to this year. I don't know that that's necessarily the case now, Tyus.
1: Yeah. I think we just, you know, we all had these guys penciled in. Obviously, we knew what JSN was going to do, but we kind of marked Marvin Harrison and uh, Emeka or Julian to be these guys that's just going to come in and, and be like a Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. And I think we learned last night that you have to, you got to earn it. It's not something that's just going to happen. You know, it's going to take some time, and it's, they're going to have to the speed They process up. But right now, for the meantime, I think we need to just be like how the Cleveland Browns should be running the ball. <laughs> 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 yeah, we need to run the ball. Because right now the strength of our team, I think, is with beyond and Maya. Both of those guys can run the ball effectively. I mean, I think they—I don't think they need the one of them touched a hundred yards, but combined they had over a hundred. So I think you have to go with that one-two punch.
0: Were you sweating at all when it was halftime and down three?
1: Oh, Jonathan! I don't, I don't, okay. I don't fret. <laughs> I don't. I, I watch the game very calmly because, okay. you know, as, as a former player, you've been in these situations before. You've been in big games. I understand that once we get to the second half, we just got to make it to halftime. And I understand that we are like one of the best teams that comes when it comes to checks and adjustments. Granted, it was a little shaky last year, but in previous years, we've always been great at adjusting. So I knew once they got the adjusting going that everything was going to be all right. Plus, our defense was playing really lights out, and I was so impressed and happy as an alumni to finally see this defense seem like they had a sense of urgency to get to the ball. It mattered to them. They were tackling well. It, it, It put a smile on my face. I was proud of the defense last night.
0: Syphus Powell joining us here at 92.3 The Fan. Yeah, Michael Mayer, who's supposed to be like a top ten pick next year. He's supposed to be one of the top tight ends in the country. He had the one route where he then fumbled the ball in the middle of the field and then picked it back up. Mm-hmm. Good bounce for him. Uh, but outside of that, like he really was just kind of left alone. Like Early on, you thought, okay, this might be something. And then the second half, they just really didn't go to him. Yeah, I mean, they,
1: they, did, they had a great game plan for him. They put a lot of different body types. I mean, at the beginning, he had some safeties on him. Then they was running a couple of zones where he was. They had the linebackers haul on him in the zone. Then he had some plays where he was one on one with the cornerback. So I think they showed a lot of looks. But the thing that impressed me the most about Jim Knows is that his his uh, disguises on defense when it came to blitzing. You didn't know who was coming. You didn't know who was dropping. He was showing pretty much the same looks with those double A gap blitzers. But some would drop out. So when you do that as an offensive line you're confused on who to come because sometimes this guy comes, sometimes this guy drops back in coverage. And I think that was confusing their offensive line and allowing people to get home on those blitzes and get the quarterback pressure, which was something that we hadn't seen a lot of last year. So I have to give Jim his credit. He was getting pressure on the quarterback all night.
0: Ryan Day said last night the team won ugly. Uh, do you agree with that sentiment?
1: I do. I mean, like I say everybody had their, their fashion – that we were supposed to go out there and blow Notre Dame out, but I think we we just kind of discredited them. Notre Dame just showed why they deserve to be a top five team last night. Um, I thought they played very hard. Obviously, Marcus Freeman is going to be a tremendous head coach for them because he got those guys playing their their hearts out last night for him. Um, and I think that's ultimately what it was. They played above themselves. But listen, we got to win. That's all that matters. <laughs> can, they got to turn it. They got to turn the tape on. And learn some things. Everybody wanted them to cover this spread, but it's, you know, this is the first game. You know, everybody else. If you look around the country, everybody else played not so good of teams outside of Georgia. They play Oregon, but outside of them, everybody played teams that's not really known. So they had their tune-up game. So Ohio State was expected to come out and go against a top-five opponent, game one, and you wanted them to just take off on them, and that's it's really unrealistic, to be honest.
0: You see, but Tyvis I'm building up this theory now that uh, if if the Georgia-Oregon game hadn't gone 49-3, to right? And if they hadn't just blown the doors out of Oregon, then Buckeyes fans would have taken last night a lot better. They would have been like, oh, yeah, great. It's a win against a top-five team. Like We got no issues. This is a great win. Move forward. But I feel like because Georgia just dominated and walked all over Oregon, Buckeye fans are like, wait, we got
1: to be a little bit better, don't we? I get that. I really – I get that because we – at Ohio State, we, we hold ourselves to the higher standards. You look at Alabama, you look at Georgia, and we want to be in the same conversation with these guys, so we have to be able to go out there and handle business. But I I guarantee you that Oregon's offensive line is not as good as Notre Dame. Their D-line wasn't as good as Notre Dame's either. So I think that you have to take those kind of things into consideration. Oregon just lost their head coach, uh, Mario Cristobal, who really changed the face of that program – they so they're going through a transition themselves with uh with the new DC becoming the head coach over there so they they're in a, a phase right now so you can't really pay attention to that um it'd be interesting to see how Ohio State handles things going uh further obviously they got a couple of tune-up games coming up so they'll be able to iron some kinks out but at the end of the year as long as they're they're rolling when we get to that team up north game by the end of the year I think everything will be just fine.
0: What'd you make of Michigan yesterday, McNamara? I don't, I don't think he's the world's greatest quarterback, but he just knows how to put points on the board. Oh,
1: they, they stink. They always gonna <laughs> really stink. I'm never gonna say anything positive. No, <laughs> to be honest with you, they look, they look really good yesterday. They, they did. I, I was impressed with how McNamara plays. I, I'm very interested to see what JJ does next week because yep. I, they, there's no way that they're going this whole season flip flopping both of them all year. So one of those guys is going to be the clear winner. And when they do, um, it's going to be interesting because they both bring two totally different styles of play. Um, I do think JJ can take their offense to another level, so it'll be interesting to see what he does next week.
0: You've seen that two quarterback system before, though. Like, can it can it actually work that way or no? No.
1: <laughs> no I, when, I, when we when we tried to do it at Ohio State my last year, I did. I wasn't a fan of it. Uh, I think it's just because you 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 want to call a certain offense. And to me, honestly, only one quarterback fits a certain style of offense. And whatever one is successful, that's the one you have to go with. Um, I think that's what kind of happened with the Cardell and JT thing. You know, we kind of needed that mobility at the quarterback position. And obviously, JT was more willing to do that than Cardell. And it made the offense a tad bit more uh, effective. So I think that's what happened in that season.
0: Tyvis Powell joining us here at 92 3 The Fan, of course, uh, doing pre and post stuff for the Browns, hanging out with uh, Jeff and Andy. And, uh, I, well, first off, are you ready for week one against Baker?
1: <laughs> Listen, have you have you gotten your $40 t-shirt I, yet, Typhus? I, I, <laughs> I wouldn't pay one real cent for that. But anyway, <laughs> I, I need the Browns to really go out there and handle business. Like I said, it doesn't have to be the prettiest thing, but it would make my job for postgame a lot easier. If, if any Browns is listening to this, think about me you know cuz if, <laughs> if y'all don't do well I have to I have to answer questions which is a very tough task sometimes <laughs> so think about me when you go out there play your hearts out for me but i think that I, i'm uh very excited to see what they do obviously they 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 won't need any uh extra motivation uh baker has done a great job of giving them some uh board bulletin board material for this game and yeah, man, I, I'm excited to see what what type of game plan Kevin Stefanski calls. I mean, he has to really utilize. He got, I think he got a bunch of playmakers um, with the running backs, and then he got a couple of guys on the receiver with Najoku, Amari, and even Felton. Even Felton can get in there and, and you know do a couple of things. So it'd be interesting to see how he utilizes those weapons because he's gonna have to do it for 11 weeks. I think I don't think you can just have Jacoby Brissett. Try to win you eleven games. I think it's going to be a collective thing for all the whole team, offense, defense, and special teams. So I'm willing, I'm interested to see what guys step up to make these plays.
0: Is he going to run the ball more than like any team in NFL history?
1: <laughs> well, see, you you he should, but the problem is the box is going to get stacked. Everybody, everybody is like us. We they see what's going on. They know what's going on. So they're going to obviously stack the box and make Jacoby Brissett make those throws. And after watching him in the last preseason game, unlike a lot of people, I thought he I thought he did a great job of distributing the ball and showed that he has the ability to command the offense and make the throws when need, when necessary. So once the box gets stacked, Jacoby Brissett, I think it will, he'll be able to thrive. It'll clear up the pitchers for him. He'll know exactly where he can go with the ball. It should be wide open because these defenses will respect Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And ultimately, it'll help Jacoby Brissett thrive.
0: Does the game plan, does it change anything? You know, the Browns just signed a a new offensive lineman today. If Jack Conklin can't go. If Conklin can't go, you you got a backup center. You'd have a backup right tackle. And then Jedrick Wills at left tackle hasn't been the world's greatest left tackle in the two years that he's gotten a (laughs) chance. He just hasn't. Like, would Would the game plan change at all if Conklin's not at right tackle for week one?
1: I don't think it does because... When the, the the re when tackles like really matter the most is when you're pass blocking because that's why obviously they pay these defensive ends and these pass rushers all these millions of dollars to get after these quarterbacks. But if you leave these guys on the aggressor, you let these offensive line be aggressor and go get the blocks and, and go downhill to get these, I think you, more times than not, will see them make more blocks. I think the the problem comes when you're asking them to, to pass pro all game. Like, that's, mm-hmm. now I'm on my heels all game, and this guy's getting free two-way rushes at me and stuff like that. So I think the better thing to do to get those guys settled in is to run the ball.
0: You're expecting a postseason Post game show, pre game show with yourself or no? Do I want
1: to post? Not do you want? Are you expecting?
0: Are you expecting in your mind? Are you? Do you have uh, that part of January blocked off? Like no vacation, family. We're not doing anything.
1: Uh, uh, Wait, do you know where I'm from? Every year well, I'm go- we going to the Super Bowl tomorrow. Oh so, yeah. We- I ain't planning a thing until after the Super Bowl. There's no we can't go nowhere. <laughs> You're like, we're going to the Super Bowl every
0: year. Yeah, I it's football season <laughs> and then everything else. I listen, I operate in the same world that way. Uh that's what I tell my family all the time. But like, I don't know. I didn't know if you if you were thinking like, hey, January some good deals to go to Costa Rica.
1: Nope, they get it. They better uh, – we, if we're going to get a deal, we need to go ahead and get the planes and the, the flights now because we're going, we're going to the Super Bowl. How about that? We're going to go ahead wow. and purchase our tickets now Going to the Super Bowl, man, it's too much. You know, it's just, it's, the storylines this offseason have been so crazy. People writing us off. It's the perfect way to end it by going to the Super Bowl and winning the thing, I think.
0: I'd love it. Tyvis. Uh, this is the first time I've ever talked to you. This is, it's been a lot of fun. I appreciate you coming on, and uh, I'll catch up with you down the road, man. Thank you.
1: No problem. Go Browns and go Bucks.
0: All right, Good stuff right there with Tyvis Powell.